The Baby Lambs podcast may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. to the baby lambs podcast um you know (laughs) yeah it's been special Uh, for those of you who are keeping track you know we um you know we're we're in day four million of of quarantine with no end in sight none at all um and we're getting together now virtually via zoom we 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 tried the whole being in the same room thing Mm -hmm. um and that was okay yeah, that was that was weird. It was, and uh, we've come back to Zoom because uh, we want to be we want to be safe. Um, if you if you've been following our Hunt to Killer season two, season three, season three, three um, adventure, then you know that I did this is the last box alone um, because uh, Lisette was feeling a little under the weather, and it turned yeah. out she's still feeling a little under the weather. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still uh, a little sickies, but nowhere near as bad as I was last week when you recorded. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've learned that I have tested positive yep. for COVID-19, uh, to make that clear, just in case. Um, I've tested positive for being a stank-ass bitch, you know? Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> um, you know, so we've decided that this is going to be the thing for the time being. I mean, when we recorded the first episode, it was way before I had gotten sick and even felt anything. Um, It was even before, like, in that timeline where you might be incubated, where it's incubated or whatever. It was, I think it's been, what, like a month and a half? Since we recorded Yeah. So, yeah, you know, um, at some point I had seen Ashley and she is getting tested just to be safe. I am indeed. Um, but you know, at, even at that point, we were like six feet apart, not touching, making out, or doing anything inappropriate. Anything that we would try that we would do otherwise. <laughs> exactly. Um, no hand holding, nothing. So, it was very difficult. It was very difficult, but we managed to do it. Um, and and that that day, we did not plan to record, and we didn't record. Mm-hmm. We were just kind of working in, together in the same room, just six feet apart. Yeah. So. You know, I, I, it, so how do you feel now? Cause like, I, like, I, I know I'm getting tested, I'm getting tested, but I don't feel any symptoms. Yeah. Um, but you certainly felt sick, which was what led you to get tested yeah. in this place. So I started, number one, I'm never watching Moulin Rouge again, because I literally started with fever the night that I decided to watch Moulin Rouge, so that's it, it's started. Oh. Well, that's, 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 the, that's it. That's, that's how it. it. You know, I think maybe it was the movie just being like, this is what you get for not enjoying me like you should enjoy <laughs> me. So yeah, I got sick. I had a fever. I had chills. They lasted about a day and a half. Um, 
at some point I had a cough. It started off as a dry cough, then like cough plum. Oh, thank you, baby. He's bringing me coffee, I, FYI. Uh -huh. you, you can say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Or just Ashley. Hi, Ashley. <laughs> hi. Um, so what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so I did that, you know, I, I got like normal sick and everyone's like, oh, are you sure it's not going? I'm like, it's not, I've been way too safe. You know, I'm just sick. I get sick once a year, it's around this time. And then at some point I lost like the sense of smell and taste and that's when everybody was like, you for sure have it. And I'm like, I don't have anything. This always happens to me and I lose it for about a week and then I'm fine. Like, you know, again, I, I just, I, I just needed to get sick. Mm -hmm. And then we decided either way to get tested just to be safe. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I got my results a week and a day later and I'm positive. So I wasn't just normal sick. No. Um, and my loss of taste and smell was not because I normally lose it. It's because I have <laughs> COVID. <laughs> um, the worst part of all of this has been the anticipation and the anxiety that comes with possibly testing positive. Yeah. Right? And then once you find out your result is when you're like, okay, I could breathe. You know, I feel right. I feel okay about it. Um, at this point, we just feel a lot better. We're no longer as sick as we were before. Mm -hmm. um, we're still experiencing, sorry. We're still experiencing the loss of smell and taste, but nothing terrible um everything's been totally manageable well, that's you know great. yeah now it's just you know anxiously awaiting for you to get tested in your results just to like double peace of mind at this point but even when i was over you know i, I feel like i was as good as i could possibly be all things considered i think you were i think you know we we, we, we took a lot of precautions and we did with, like you said, we were six feet apart. You even brought your own like utensils to, to yep. eat if you wanted to eat and, and your own plate. And, you know, I'm not that concerned. I'm, you know, I just want to do my due diligence and make sure, um, yeah. especially if I am, uh, if I am sick, I'd be asymptomatic and I don't want to like, just run around town with that. So that's, that's more of the reason why I want to, I want to make sure. And, um, yeah. but I'm really more than, I'm sure I echo everybody when I say that we're just glad that you and Michael are feeling better and that, um, and that you've, that you hopefully have seen the worst of it. Yeah. And that now you'll be able to, you know, I mean, now you have to quarantine for a, I mean, we were, you were going to quarantine anyway. Yeah. So, for sure. I mean, I have to, so for work, today is considered day one, right? Like the day that you receive your results is day one. So now you have to quarantine for 14 days. Mm -hmm. And then to be retested, it's 10 days from when you, it's, you can count it as like from the day you got your positive result or the day that you got tested. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I'm choosing to count today as day one. Okay. Just because like, I don't know exactly when I, got like I, I con contracted it or whatever mm -hmm. um so and I'd rather hold off a little bit before like in my anxiety of okay we'll not have to be retested so I can like you know continue with life and have a negative result I don't want to 
do it too soon. Does that make sense? Right. Right. No, it makes it it makes total sense. And um and yeah. So that's that's so that brings about the challenge of solving a murder in yeah. Um yeah, so basically like innovation. Yeah. Collaboration. <laughs> So we're looking at each other through Zoom. We, I've, I have, I have already opened the because the box does get sent to my house. And I guess to reiterate what, what Hunter Killer is for those of you who don't know, Hunter Killer is a subscription box service um, that tells a sequential murder mystery story. Uh, it's sort of like an escape room in a box, but they, but it's episodic. And we've we've completed two other seasons. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a great way. It's it's definitely been a nice way to like break up the monotony of quarantine. It's fun to do with those that you're quarantining with. I can even attest and say that it's kind of fun to do alone too, uh, but n- not not meant to be done alone. Um, but uh, but it, but but what's really great about it is that proceeds from each box that you purchase, uh, it goes to the Cold Case Foundation where they donate funds yep. to help solve real cold cases, which is really great. And um, and you get 20% off your first box if you use code BABYLAMBS, B-A-B-Y-L-A-M-B-S. So um, I have already opened the box because I wanted to scan the documents and send them to, to Lisette so that she can read along and, and participate since she won't be able to hold the stuff in person. And I'm also gonna, there's a couple of things I haven't opened that we're gonna open together because yeah. I did to be fair, I haven't read anything. All I did was literally scan it and send it to you so that we could be on the same page. I appreciate it. Now show me the, show me the little, Trinkets. <laughs> yes. So, um, the, so of course, like every box, it comes in a manila envelope. The manila envelope for this season is so beautiful. It's like these, this beautiful purple color. All of them look the same with this like silver inlay um, in dedication to the Cadence Theater. The Cadence Theater being our setting, the setting for this crime. Um, in this box, we got this keychain that says, it looks like a little ticket to the Cadence Theater. It says admit oh, one. Cute. Isn't it cute? And it has like details on it. Of It's like a little ticket and it has like August yeah. 31st. The price is 55 cents. It's okay, the price, the price is my favorite part. I love that it actually breaks it down by the price and then the taxes, which comes to 55 cents. Very cute. So that came in the box, and we also got this little coin purse, okay? (gasps) It's super cute. We got this little coin purse, and there's definitely something inside. Do you want me to open it now, or do you want me to open it later? Let's open it when we think we need it. Okay. All right. So So we could be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Look at it. So we'll add this to, like, when we're looking at all of the things. But, like, let's let's at least, I guess, read the letters and stuff like that. Um, So those are the two items. Those are the two other than paperwork items. This is a very paperwork-heavy season. (laughs) Great. My favorite. Amazing. So um, we've both already logged in to our Michelle Gray online portal in our respective computers. I'm going to go ahead and take out 
our little notebook that came with the first box because I'm sure we're gonna have to look at some ciphers and try to figure some shit out and I would rather write them all in one place. Um, but since I've sent you the letter, if you feel, if you wanna read it, you're welcome to do so. Yeah. One moment. <clears throat> Okay, here we go. All right, everybody, I hope you're ready for my really dry voice. <clears throat> All right. Hi there. Do you like the keychain I sent? No, I hated it. I'm giving them to everyone who donates to my new Save the, Save the Cadence Fund Drive. I'm determined to make a competitive offer, even if it kills me. I'm doing everything I can to get the funds together, including liquidating my savings and reaching out to my friends in the industry for support. You know, pause real quick. I I wanted I would want to know like if this was real life, if they would feel this way, especially during COVID. Mm. Well, or like imagine actually saving it, and then COVID hits. You know. I know. What a nightmare. Ugh. She's having a pretty rough time, man. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay. Okay, Lila, I'm going, I'm going. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get the rest of it. All right. I haven't raised much yet, but I'm not going to let the board go behind my back and sell the theater out from under me. I don't even want to consider the possibility. It's been hard to stay positive, though. I keep wondering what every what everything we've discovered means about my family's history. I used to think I knew everything there was to know about the cadence and about my family's relationship to it, but the longer the investigation goes on, the more I realize how little I really understood. Every trinket and scrap of paper I turn up makes me look at these people in a different light. Everyone seems to be hiding something. At least you were able to prove that Joe was innocent. Did I tell you? Did I tell you he still worked at the Cadence when my dad was a kid? Dad used to tell stories about how Mr. Samson would hide little dime store toys around the theater for him and send him out on a scavenger hunt. That's really cute. That's really sweet. It was probably just a way to keep a rambunctious kid out from underfoot while the adults were working, but it makes me think I would have liked Joe if I had the chance to get to know him. I'm glad there's something, there's someone from that time whose word we can trust because I was starting to feel like I couldn't rely on what I thought I knew about anyone. Which reminds me, I'm pretty sure now that Lloyd Andrews leaked the information about the murder weapon to the media. Oh, and then he blamed me for the bad press, the underhanded creep. I can't stand the thought of the board using anything you've discovered to their advantage, so I changed the password to my cases folder on the virtual desktop again, just to be safe. The virtual desktop's password is, but the case folder's password is blank now. I added a few more scans for you there, in addition to everything I'm sending with this letter. <clears throat> Hopefully you can use what I'm sending to narrow down our suspects again, despite everything else, that's going on it feels good to be making some progress you've been doing a great job and i know you're going to find another suspect to eliminate when you figure out who's in the clear and send me a message through email shortcut on the virtual desktop make make the subject line blank in addition to in the oh in the body of your message put the full name of the person you want to eliminate as a suspect i'll be waiting for to hear from you julia 
All right. So that is our letter. Now we know, because in the the end of the last box, we know that the that the board was telling her that they were going to sell it for scraps and that they were basically <clears throat> they were going to sell it to the highest bidder. So she needed to come up with the money to yeah. to like on her own. Yeah, they're being terrible. They're being shitty. So I'm pretty sure Lloyd Andrews is the is the director of the board. So that's why she's like, I'm pretty sure he leaked the murder weapon because I'm yeah. pretty sure he was the one who who signed, who was signed at the bottom of the of the letter for the director. Yeah. <clears throat> so the other items in the box, as you can see from your documents, um, include a short script with notes on it, mm-hmm. uh, and it also has a lot of. Uh, a lot of ciphers on it. I know. There's also a handwritten note um, full of ciphers. Yay. We also have this um, a telegram by an Eastern Union. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. I saw it and I was like, they did not just put Eastern Union. <laughs> it says Eastern Union. Um, and it was charged to the account of Ruth Erickson, who is the wife of the um, director. I forgot. George Erickson, whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's said. Yeah, basically. It's true, the Ericksons. Yeah. Um, and it says uh, on the telegram, it says Tanner, Tannersville, Pennsylvania, November 6th. 1934, 9.51 p.m., which I'm pretty sure is the day that she went missing. November 7th. Um, 7.40 Park Avenue, New York, New York, 10.021. Uh, George, it says, George, arrived safely with baby J, stopped, left, gift on desk. Wait, oh, stop. That's, that's how telegrams were. Stop. Because it's <laughs> periods. <clears throat> arrived safely with baby J, stop, left, <laughs> On desk, stop. Please wear with brown church suit, stop. Call as soon as able, stop. All my love, Ruth. I forgot that little telegram. Uh, okay, so maybe okay. at really quick. Sorry, for old timey times, this is an expensive telegram. It's 76 cents. Yeah, so. So for that time, like Ruth and her husband, they they were making money. They were being all right. I mean, just a, the, the cost for a Broadway ticket was fifty five cents. This is more expensive than a Broadway ticket. Think of it that way. Exactly. Um, there is also this and the the, the last like paper item. Besides those two is this big ass poster. I love it. God. And it's a poster for, you can leave it right here. I love it. Cause I want to read it like, you can leave it right here. Which was the show that she was, that she was in before she died. It wasn't, it wasn't the strange duo. Strange duo was the one before. This was the follow up. Um, and uh, it says Viola Vane starring in, and then at the bottom has like music and lyrics by blah, 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 blah. And then there's like these little notes on the bottom. 
Ooh. Which should be in your document as well. I tried to make sure that that photo made Yeah. I have it. If you can you can you read what it says at the bottom? Well done. Oh, I have to one second, I have to download it because it's actually it came in sideways. Yeah, you have to rotate it. Viola Vane. My best friend, Viola Vane. This is, it's so pretty. There's such a beautiful, like the artwork here is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You can leave it right here. I can kind of read it, it's a little blurry. You wanna read it or do you want me to read it? You read it. You probably could see it better. Yeah, because it's in that handwriting. Mm-hmm. It says, mm-hmm. It's says, Ira, has Vi really signed the contract on this? I thought she wasn't even thinking about her next work after Duo. G's getting ahead of himself again, right? Ooh. And then on the back, we have more of those, um, those yeah. like upstage, left, downstage, like the, the, so these are um, Samson's ciphers. Um, and we have like the, uh, what's it called? Like the legend or whatever. So we know that the center ends with Y and Z. So that would be, that means that this is A, B, C, D, F, G, F. Mm-hmm. We would have to do that to eventually. Yeah, which, you know, Mandy's favorite. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and the only, so the only things left to read are the handwritten letter that's covered in ciphers and right. the script, which I think we definitely should read. Of course you do. Of course. And it is a two-person scene. Well, no, no, it's a three-person scene. Um, so basically, this is. it looks like this is scene one for, it doesn't say what play. I think this is actually duo because it says Floralinda, and I think Floralinda was the name of one of the characters on the, that show. Okay. Um, if you can see it, you can choose, there's three characters in here in total. So it's the assistant, Floralinda, and Maximilian. So one of us can play two roles. Whatever you want to do, I'll, I'll allow you to choose. Um... I'll be the assistant. Okay. Do you want to be the assistant and also read the stage directions? No. Okay. <laughs> I got that for you. Okay. All right. So, um, so we'll start at the top. So you'll be the assistant. I'll be Floralinda. And do you want me to be Maximilian too? I'll be Maximilian. I'll be Maximilian. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that works out because I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that works out. Okay. <laughs> All right, so in in it, so this is handwritten. Handwritten at the top of this, of it says Act One, Scene One has been revised. Rehearsals for the updated script are to be held on February twenty fifth. Made the day after your birthday. I know this is a whole February situation because even this <laughs> February twenty second. Pisces time. One second. <laughs> 
Hey. Oh God, very they, they don't understand that we're trying to make art right they now. They don't. They're like, why should I? Why should I? has all sorts of ciphers in it and this is gonna be oh god what are these circles i don't know anyway so scripts are fun yeah sorry is that lorena is dropping off some veggies so like the dogs are going crazy because they heard someone come to the door oh yeah she's she didn't get down when I hang out. She literally just put something on her doorstep. Me too. She's the best. She She's amazing. All right. So, are you ready? I'm ready. You're ready for your debut as the assistant? I'm, <clears throat> I'm ready. All right. Scene one. Marley's department store, afternoon. Laura Linda Farley is humming to herself while flitting back and forth to arrange a series of ornate floral displays. Next to the floral counter, the jewelry counter sits unmanned. While Flora Linda is occupied, Antonia's assistant storms on stage. Okay. <clears throat> you, sales girl. Yes. Where's your manager? Oh, this is Karen. Where's your manager? I came all the way down from Mount Sinai to give him an earful about you. You came from Egypt? Is it very hot there this time of year? I'm talking about the one on the Upper East Side, the one with all of the sick people in it. Oh, I see. Edging away from the assistant. Are you sick? Physically, I'm just peachy. But as of three hours ago, my job was on its deathbed, and it's all thanks to you. Me? Yes, you. Do you know who I work for? Mount Sinai? I work for Antonia Aguilar. Oh my, the actress? I'm such a fan of her work. You don't think you could get, get her an autograph, uh, get her autograph, get me her autograph, do you? Oh, are you going to read this so that's on it? Okay, so there's a bunch of shit on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all like, there's like brackets and stuff around the assistant. So that means that it is likely that the whoever was playing the assistant, this was their, this was theirs. Uh, this was their version of the script. And like, for example, when she write, when she says, I work for Antonio, Antonia Aguilar, it says, is that a new... Is that a new watch? It's stunning. So I'm guessing that's like the like the the revise the revised notes. Mm -hmm. And then it has like two different color inks at the bottom, and one says thanks. It's na 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 na. Mm. Nah, that doesn't seem na na. Because it's all like in ciphers. So they were writing back and forth to each other. Whoever was whoever this was was writing back and forth. I'm guessing one of them was Viola because. Uh, yeah. 
Um, or maybe it's not the revision notes. They're just take. They're just writing notes to each other during rehearsal. Like, hey, is that a new watch? It's stunning. And then the response was, thanks. It's blank, 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 blank. And then she wrote back, whoever plays the assistant, blank, blank, blank V. That doesn't seem blank. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Well, I guess my dogs are also role playing here. <laughs> it's just funny because Callie has a little cone on. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's she keeps, like running. Yeah, so she keeps running into things. Yeah. I know. Okay, I'm ready for page two. Wow, I'm doing so well here. I should be an actor. I think I think it might be better for us to just read the whole speech. Then we'll go into the notes because otherwise I don't think the scene really matters to the story but we're gonna do it anyway yeah we're gonna do it anyway we're already here we ha- we're like a little bit over halfway all right so last we left off I asked if you could get me your autograph yeah you've got some nerve asking me that a whole lot of nerve in fact excuse me do you by any chance happen to remember selling me a bouquet of chrysanthemums earlier today let me think it was very busy at the floral counter this morning. It usually is during funeral season. Only during the mornings, though, as the afternoons are when funerals are all being held. That's why it's pretty dead around here now. Floralinda contemplates for a moment. Oh, why, yes, I do remember you. So you admit it. You knowingly sold me chrysanthemums when I specifically asked for clematis. I don't know. Is it CLE? Yeah, Clematis. Okay. Clematis. It's going to be Clematis. <laughs> Miss Aguilar is terribly allergic to chrysanthemums. Deathly, in fact. Oh. Oh, dear. That's why you've come from the hospital? You're here because your employer, my personal icon, is laid in anthop- an- anaphylactic agony? That's right. Well, I just... I feel just awful about that. So very, very awful. I really ought to send her flowers. (laughs) That won't be necessary. Oh, no, really. I insist. Perhaps it's a bit old-fashioned, but I like to deliver all of my apologies in floral form. Oye, Floralinda's the worst. Seriously. All right, so... All right, so we're at the top of page three. Maximilian emerges, yawning and nursing one hell of a headache from his napping spot behind the jewelry counter. God. His hair is must and his jacket is askew, but the overall impression is more racket rakish than in than it is slovenly. Okay. Did someone say old-fashioned? I'd absolutely kill for a cocktail just about now. You just knowingly cast yourself in the best role for you. It's a gift. What can I say? I'm an actor. (laughs) Are you trying to get your hands on a stiff drink in the middle of the afternoon? How very cosmopolitan of you, Mr. Marley. Afternoon? What time is it? It's a bit after three. You're up early. Drat. I'd hoped to be out of to be out of here until wait. To be out until... Oh, to be out until six or seven. Does the daylight not agree with you, Count Dracula? (laughs) (laughs) It's my father's incessant nagging that doesn't agree with me. Maximilian, 
You'll be running the store someday. Maximilian, you're almost 30. Maximilian, pay your taxes. It's completely unreasonable. Also, you need to stop calling me a vampire. You're right, Max. It's not a good comparison at all. While you may both be upper crust nocturnal bloodsuckers, Dracula doesn't share your affinity for mirrors whatsoever. Hey, what am I? Chopped liver? Could one of you knuckleheads listen to me? Wincing at the noise. Oh, I'm talking to myself now. Yeah. Um, chopped liver isn't nearly this loud. Say, do I know you from somewhere? Back to me. <laughs> You're utterly unbelievable. Where can I find the owner of this disgraceful establishment? He usually makes his rounds at 3.30. Well then, I'm going to wait right here until I see him. What? Are you too important to buy flowers from anyone whose name isn't on the front of the building? No, but my employer, Miss Antonia Aguilar, certainly is. I knew I recognized you. You're the assistant. You used to get me and Antonia reservations at the best places. How is she, by the way? She hasn't been returning my call. End of scene. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Broadway, here I come. This is such a great play. Amazing. Um, so what we skipped across was a bunch of notes, like on the second page. Uh, there's some shit here. This is mother taught me that uh, paper dollars, I'm guessing dollars aren't as reliable as gems. She left Romania with her jewelry sewn into the lining of her coat, you know? Besides, a single gal is entitled to spoil herself a little. So I'm guessing they were talking about how much the watch was worth. Yeah. And then whoever wrote back, I think this is whoever played the assistant, said, good for you. There's no need to wait around for a man to get you gifts. Speaking of fellows, what do you think of Ira? I'm sure that's what it says. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's what it says. Because it's all like coded, but mm-hmm. you know, we're geniuses now. <laughs> and then the third page has the response, why do you ask? And then the assistant says, between you and me, We've been uh, there's a lot of ciphers. We've been uh, such for each other. Oh, uh, we've he's he see he has over the moon for me, but I wants to keep things on the whatever we'll find, I'll have to figure this out and then on the back of that it says I hope he makes I'm guessing it says I hope he makes you happy listen I'm not feeling too hot I need to step out for a minute oh alright I'll cover for you so what we should really decipher is whatever is on page three this little chunk here in blue this is what we need to figure out I don't know where to pull these letters 
such a for her. Okay. So script script is done. Well, not done, but you know, script is. But we did it. We did it. <clears throat> I I mean between it has to be between you and me. We've been Oh, here's what it says. Between you and me, we've been seeing each other for a little for a little while. He he see he he blank Oh, he says he's over the moon for me, but he wants to keep things on the on the sly for now. Apparently, he just got out of some fling. Plus, you know he's working. He, plus, you know is working together and all. Plus, mm. we, I think is. I don't know. There's three little like sons. It's like plus. Three-letter word knows is working together and all. I'm pretty sure she. Okay, so this has to be this exchange. I think is between the understudy. So the one who ended up being the understudy for her, and then like went off to like. Like, after she disappeared, this woman came up and started playing Floralinda. Yeah, no, but I, I think, sorry, so there's a transcript of this in the in the folder. Oh, there is? With this yeah. One. It doesn't make it that much easier to read because of all the little stars or whatever, but it's under the mop folder. Okay. Um, so it seems like it's between Viola and someone else. Yeah, I have a feeling it's Viola and Evelyn Kittredge. Okay. Because in the last... In the last box was the one where they had this news article. Let me find it. Yeah, it had this news article. Oh, fuck, that's a ledger. So much it had this news article about like how the understudy was shining and was like doing so well out of this in the spotlight. Miss um, Kittridge's career and gone crazy. One might simple uh, position. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, they had a relationship. So Evelyn and Ira were dating. They started dating, but I have a feeling Viola also had some sort of fling with Ira, which is why she's like, you know, I'm not feeling too hot. I think I'm going to step out. Um, because she was having issues. She's like, what we've learned so far is that she was having issues with whatever the guy's name, Harry, Harry Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, like, she was, like, 
leaning toward Ira to help like ease the pain of their like she was like he was the shoulder to cry on yeah after her her broken engagement right yeah something like that but he wasn't I mean whatever Henry wasn't he kind of sucked anyway um so far what we've picked up in three episodes is that everybody sucked everybody sucked Oh, so there's like a letter in here that is not in here. Okay, so here's a tra- there's a transcript of the coded letter that we need to we need to decode and then there's another letter in here called the Olga letter, which I don't have a physical copy of if you want to read it. Okay, I can read it. Oh, what what did I do here? Okay, there we go. Let me know. Yeah, go for it. Mr. Adler, I must tell you about my Victoria, and I need to do it in a way where you will sit and listen carefully, because you should be clear of mind for all the things I have to say. I see the looks you are giving my daughter, even when she is beside Hector, and I know because of those because of those looks that you will listen if I say it is important and I say it is about Victoria. Victoria works very hard to get where she is, but she has, but she still has proven to me she needs me. Not anyone else, not Hector, not you, to take care of her life. I worked hard too, and Victoria is thinking of throwing all of that work away. My Yosef and I escaped Romania after and after he died, God rest his soul, I raised Victoria myself. I gave her a good life where she could, would not, oh my God, I gave her a good life where she would not have to run away like I ran away. I worked in places other people looked down their noses at. All I could, also I could keep Victoria fed and clothed. Now I have a good life, a life where I no longer have to work in butcher shops or scrub floors. What I do is for my daughter, and her career on the stage now. And so I do not think of it as much as work. Victoria does not have to worry about where she will find food or clothing or shelter or clothing because everything she, everyone knows her face now. And yet I sense that she longs for something else. We go to parties and Victoria can afford to buy us nice things, things we never would have dreamed of back home. And yet I sense she longs for something else. Without this, we will be forced to go back to what we had before, which was nothing. You and I do not like each other, but I know we both want what is best for my daughter, that she not throw away all she has now, her fame, her money, her marriage. We all, we have all helped Victoria get to where she is and we cannot throw away all of that hard work. Perhaps, though it pains me to say, she will listen more to you than she will to me. You cannot let her give up all she all that she has gained. Olga, December twentieth, nineteen thirty nine. Thirty three. Okay. And, and that was on my birthday, way before I was born. All right. So. Oh, so I know that there was. So in the last box, we learned that Viola was struggling with staying in the show business. Um, and that she wanted to like make her own decisions and that's like the whole thing. Yeah. 
I think we're ready to open this now. I'm feeling maybe this letter is in there. But I'm ready. So what I've pulled out is two pieces of paper. One is This is a month, a month, uh, a ticket. This is a train ticket. Mm -hmm. the oh, there's information on the back. Uh, this is a train ticket. Um, it's a monthly com uh, commutation train ticket for Ruth Erickson. Mm -hmm. And uh, it has a bunch of punctures for the days that she was using the train. So like this one is for November because November is the one that's punched out. And she used it on November 6th, the 25th, the 28th, and the 15th of 1934. And then on the back, it's um, like handwritten notes and it says November 6th, okay, which was one of the days. Call ahead to have nursery prepared, drop off gift for George, stop at Tannersville General State, and then something in code right here that's not a word so that's important and then we have some very thickly folded piece of paper um this is the this is the train schedule so what it has is this this is the train schedule for, these are the train schedules for the red blue and green lines the eastern boundary railroad for november 1934 so we'll be able to use this to track the days and times that she was actually on the train because uh, so i'm going to send the picture of this to you to like unfold it because it's so folded in there. I'm literally trying to like straighten this up, like iron it against my desk so that it's a little flat. Um, so let me go ahead and send you a photo of this. In the meantime, well, I guess in the meantime, talk on my on my phone on my chats right now about how Kamala Harris was chosen as the as Biden's VP. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Let me see. I need to find a flat surface. Give me a second. Okay. All right. It's not perfect, but it's gonna work. Okay. Okay. Just give me a. I'm gonna go ahead and send this to you now. We're we are really working quite an operation here. We will survive. Little, little by little. <laughs> Yo, if you were able to do a whole season by yourself, and it was like some of the highest listening we had, I think we can do this. We can do this. We're doing it. We're doing it. Is what we're doing doing it and we're doing it and we did it all right so i sent you that so where do you think you you sent me that yes i know it's just a bunch of numbers ah. i'm sure it's going to be important if we're going to maybe eliminate ruth as one of the 
Are we? So here's what we need to do. So the two main tasks here are to decode this letter and to decode the the shape. Yeah. I'll happily do this one since this is going to be easier for me to see. Um, if you want to look at this one, since you know that the that the transcript is on the is on the desk. yeah. Um, I just kind of need your help trying to figure out what kind of cipher that is. Right. I believe this is one of those like the letter before. I remember I have it in here. So this is a cipher that was used in the last box. Um, I think it might be the Atabash cipher. Let's see. Let's see what I. Let's try it. I'm gonna let me. Um. So the it, so I'm looking at the first one, the Atabash one. Uh, when you're looking at the cipher guide. Yeah, I am. So I'm looking at I supposed to mean R. L is supposed to stand for O. G stands for T. X is for C. V is E. And whatever that letter is. I don't know what that last letter is. S. That's an H. That's not a word. Ratsa. Hmm. Maybe that's not it. Um, or maybe it's the shift cipher. This this is the Caesar cipher. Let's take a look at that one. So that would be N. L would be Q. No. No, it's nothing. It looks like Viola wrote it. That's why I think it's. Um, if I remember the other cipher, let me go through and let me find that other letter that she wrote because she gave a clue in that on how to read her shit. Let me get let me get a pen and paper. Hold on. It's gonna be backwards. That's all I know. Okay. The only thing we don't have is at, in an Atabash cipher, the alphabet is mapped onto itself backwards. So the word example would it be easy. Okay, I I know what what they did here. Oh, okay. So while you do yeah. that, I'll do the other one. So I want you to know what it is that it the actual word is backwards. Oh, the actual word is backwards. Yeah. So like the way that it's written here, right? It's not only is it a cipher, but whatever you're trying to get is backwards. Oh. So instead of being that weird rot kid, it's Hector. Oh my god, we're so, I'm so stupid. I'm here like, what's rot kid? <laughs> yeah, I was like, king of rot kid. 
I don't know her. Stepping away for a quick coffee break. We'll be right back. Oh my God, trying to figure this thing out backwards. What a chore. I'm here like, I have to keep reminding me where downstage left and right are. I'm like, that's the opposite. Everywhere, opposite. No, no, no. Hurting my brain right now. I know. I'm literally rewriting everything because some some of this is like in regular format and then it, it switches into coded format. You have a lot more to, to decipher than I do. <laughs> I just finished. Are you done? <laughs> I finished. <laughs> I can help you with yours. Um, it's okay. So this one. It's okay. Go poop. Go enjoy your time. <laughs> I'll be back in an hour. Stop. <laughs> well, I can tell you what this one says. It just, this is on the back of the poster. This is by, this is Joseph. Oh, yeah. And it says, you check on V, she all right? Oh, okay. So that's going to be about this. Okay. All right. Oof, this one's juicy. Oh, bam, so exciting. Mmm. I figured out another one of the cyphers. Ooh. Okay, I'm almost done here. Okay. So that it's been a couple of long words. Oh. What happened? Sorry. Why are you sorry? You you're, you're you're basically like writing a new alphabet. I'm just trying to find evidence. For a character I don't remember. Okay, I'm done. Let me know when you're ready. You know what? I'm ready. You're ready? I'm ready. Okay. So, here's my letter. Hector. We can't get married, Hector. I'm calling off the engagement. When I agreed to marry you, I didn't understand what I was saying yes to. I'm not referring to anything about you as a person when I say that. What I mean is that I'd never been in love before. Falling in love destroyed my interest in our arrangement, and 
and soon afterwards our arrangement destroyed that love. You know how a certain person has always referred to himself as not the marrying type? He insisted he couldn't let himself get too involved in me because of it. I hoped that his feelings would change, but when they did, it wasn't the way I wanted. Ooh. It hurts me so much to see him moving on to a girl he can actually spend his life with. With. I can't blame either of them though. It's my own fault for not doing this sooner. The next time I find love, I want to come by it honestly, with no need to sneak around. I know that's a cruel thing to say to you of all people, but I'm not as strong as you, not in that way. You've never been anything but kind and considerate toward me, Hector. You deserve the world on a string. I hope someday we'll find ourselves dining at the Waldorf once again, this time arm in arm with our respectable lovers. We should speak more on this in person, but please know that nothing you can say will change my mind. You're destined for great things, Hector. You don't need a false romance to sell yourself to the public, and neither do I. Your occasional scene partner and eternal friend, Viola. P.S. If I could ask for one favor, and I know how presumptuous it is to, to ask any favors of you just now, it would be that we deliver this news to Mother together. She's always been good at keeping her temper and her temper in check around you. And that is that. Wow, Viola. Mm -hmm. Okay. So she called out the engagement. She definitely had eyes for Ira because it makes sense now coordinate alongside that script because she saw that he and Evelyn were like canoodling and they went off to, I guess, be together. Um, so I was looking at the ticket. Okay. And there was a little cipher on the bottom, and I was able to decode it. Mm -hmm. And it says, so basically now the whole list says, call ahead to have nursery. So basically, what I was doing over here was 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 like um, aligning the timelines. So I have the copy of the precinct report here. And I was trying to like figure out where Ruth was on the day of because this was the day of, right? When okay. She, yeah. Right. So she evidently came by, according to the precinct report, she came to visit her husband um, in the afternoon. That was the day they had rehearsal. Um, and he arrived, and she arrived at the theater with the baby. Um, wanted to speak with him and. So a short rehearsal break was called and he spoke with his wife for about 10 or 15 minutes and then the rehearsal resumed at five. So she was there around five and then traveled. She, she ended up doing a bunch of shit. She went, so it says, call ahead to have nursery prepared, checked. Drop off gift for George, checked. So then that means that's why she went to the theater. She says that she dropped yeah. off on the desk. So she went to his office. 
stop at the Tannersville General Store because this is a ticket to go to Tannersville, Pennsylvania, which is also the location of where the where the telegram. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because basically what this is proving is that Ruth wasn't there. Like Ruth, yeah. But. Let's see. Here, Mark this for us who left. First part, he spent some time reviewing the theater's accounts and I know I was preparing. He noted that she appeared in some distress and left on fire her. He also remarked that as far as he knew, Mr. Samson. Like, the one thing it doesn't say here is when George left the theater. Because all it says is that as far as he knew, by the time he left the theater, oh no, he says that, no. As far as he knew, Mr. Sampson had it returned by the time he left the theater a little after 6.15. And then Mr. Sampson did arrive back at the, he came back to, he came back just before 6.30 and he said that he was alone in the theater. But this is addressed to what I think is the cadence. Wait. No, it's not the cadence, but it's, it's, so the telegram is addressed to New York. It's obviously to her husband, and it was timed at 9.51 p.m., so he was still in the city. He was still in the city, and she knew he was still in the city because she sent him the telegram. Um, so that kind of heightens him for me, but it lowers sure. her, right? She could have been an accomplice for all I know, but but according to the time, like the schedules of the uh, for the for the trains and stuff here, it's mm-hmm. about accurate. Assuming that there was a West an Eastern Union tele like telegram station or telegram office with like at the station. If this was, if the, her train was on time, then she arrived in Tannersville, Pennsylvania, at 9:44, and this telegram was sent at 9:51. Mm-hmm. So she technically could have accomplished that. Now, the one thing at the bottom of this ticket that I decoded, because right after it says "stop at Tannersville General Store," there's these words here. I decoded it, and it says "Call Lawrence." No say. So I was going through all of the papers to see if, like, is Lawrence, like, another person at the theater? Like, but no, there's no, I don't see anybody named Lawrence. I can't recall anything about a guy named Lawrence. Um, but she was like, but it was called Lawrence question mark. So I don't know who Lawrence could be. I don't know if it's their pastor. I don't know, but I hear that would be, like, father, right? What a, did you check the um, the playbill? Yeah, that's what this is. Like, the playbill doesn't have anybody in it by the name of Lawrence. Mm. It just says, like, even Ruth is mentioned in here as, like, as part of the director's notes. Yeah. Um, so I presume that all of the characters we need to know about are in here. But Lawrence is not one that is mentioned in here at all. Oh, shit. So I don't know who that is, but I know she had also sent a letter, like she had a coded letter, like in the first or second box, 
where she was trying to beg Ira not to have Viola in the production. I just, mm-hmm. I don't, because like there's just not a lot of stuff about her in here. But we do know that she had a, she really didn't like her because Viola wrote about her too. Viola was like, I don't know why Ruth is mad at me. Like, what's up with that? Like, <laughs> do you know what's going on? So I think we could eliminate her, but it's like, what the fuck is everything else about? <laughs> I know. Uh, let me, let's look, I want to see if there's anything else in there that we should look at in the folder. Okay, the transcript seal letter, there's an article in here. Yeah. Okay, I'll read that. It says, repairs to disrupt eastern bound, oh. This is going to fuck up the train schedule. Repairs to disrupt Eastern Boundary Railroad uh, schedule. A spokesman from Eastern Boundary Railroad Company has announced that three outward bound train lines on the company's Northeast Regional Rail System. I'm here trying to like read this, like I know what it was. Whatever. Regional rail station are scheduled to undergo winter maintenance throughout the week and will be performed periodic and we be closed periodically. According to the spokesman, the anticipated disruptions are, the, are as follows: blue line. Okay, blue line to New Haven will cease operation between its New Rochelle and Norwalk stations from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. on Monday and from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Wednesday. Additionally, Blue Line passengers boarding from New Gone, Norwalk, Fairfield, and Milford should expect delays up to 45 minutes throughout the week. The Red Line to Syracuse expects no delays throughout the week, but will cease operation out of station from 5.30 onward on Tuesday and Thursday. Travelers taking the Red Line should leave extra time to catch a train from Syracuse to Secaucus on these days. The Green Line to Philadelphia expects delays of up to two hours on Tuesday and will cease operation from 3.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Wednesday through Friday for the entirety of Saturday. The spokesman noted that any further updates would be communicated in a timely manner, but the railroad, but the rail, but the railroad is seeking, is looking forward to resuming its normal schedule by next week. So the green line to Philadelphia. Okay, so there's a green. All right, so here's the. Okay, so you're looking. You need to look at the red line. That's the one that goes to Townersville. Yeah. So the red line to Syracuse expects no delays throughout the week, but we'll cease operation at a Penn Station from 5:30 onward. On Tuesday and Thursday, travelers. What day is her ticket for? It doesn't say the day of the week, it just says the day. It's the 6th. But it doesn't okay, say. Let's see. I'm gonna go back. What year is it? 1934? 1934. Okay. Let me look at my calendar for 1934. Glad you kept that. Mm-hmm. I'm in handy. It's on a Tuesday. That's a Tuesday. 
So they expect no no delays throughout the week, but we'll cease operation at a Penn Station from 5.30 p.m. onward on Tuesday and Thursday. So operation out of Penn Station from 5.30 onward? So then where, then where was she and then how did she get this telegram? So we had, so then we have to suspect because George, well, she could have technically made it because according to this, George, George, his wife came by. So Ruth came by and they chatted for 10 or 15 minutes and then rehearsal resumed at five. Mm -hmm. So it's the Penn Station from 5.30 onward, if she made it, she could have made it to Penn Station and to go to Pennsylvania. But let's see, Penn Station. Now I'm confused. No, it's, she went by at what time you said? She went, it doesn't say the time she arrived. It just says that she was, that they started for 10 or 15 minutes and then he, they went back to rehearsal at 5.30. So then she must have gotten there, I guess, around 4.45, 4.30. And let me see. Okay, PM on weekdays. So the train to Tannersville, it says, based on the schedule that you sent, it says leaves at 5.14. Or 44. 544. And 644. So then she wouldn't have made it. Because yeah. it stopped working at 530 on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So she should, so it says here travelers taking the red line should leave extra time to catch a train from Secaucus. So if they went, she went to Secaucus. then she would have caught that train. But she would have still needed extra time. She did still arrive. I don't know how long it takes to travel from New York to Pennsylvania, but it's a long train ride. If she if she left immediately after, if she left the theater and went immediately to the train, which seems to be the case because she dropped off the gift for George and then she checks off that she stopped at the Tannersville General Store. So she had to have made it back. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me see what else is in here. So those are those are the two things. Those are the two I things. don't think that she actually made it up to town as well. At least. Well, that's the thing. This is from Tannersville. This would be her proof. Because it states Tannersville, Pennsylvania, November 6, 1934, 9.51 p.m. So this is from the Tannersville station. I have a question. What does her ticket say? Her ticket is just like a monthly pass to use the railroad. And according to the, it doesn't tell you times. It just says, like, like if you look here, there's like little, you see the months? Yeah. November is bumped off and then the 6th. And then these other dates, but it's clearly for November because it expires in December. Unless she had Lawrence help her. 
but then why would that be the last item? Because literally in order, like you have to assume it's in order of when she did things. So she called ahead to have the nursery prepared, dropped off George, stopped at Tannersville General Store, and then called Lawrence. That's me, that's me in pencil. Drop off, gift for George. And that's what she says that she did. Arrived safely with baby, left gift on desk. Please wear with brown church suit. Call as soon as able, all my love. So even though this kind of throws a wrench in the plan, the truth is that she did. She, like, we have proof that she arrived super late. Maybe she arrived super late because she had to take a later trip. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe because she needed to take the, the Sakakis, Sakakis? I don't know anything about New Jersey. I don't know. Sakakis train. She would have left at 6.30, 7.30 to make it into Pennsylvania. I don't know. I mean, it all depends on how long it would have taken to take the train from either Penn Station or Secaucus to get to Tannersville by 9.51. Yeah. That's the one thing they don't say here is how long it takes the train to get there. Can you mm. Google full tiny trains? Fast? Slow? Question mark. I don't know. I think that because it's such a Ruth-heavy episode, in terms of evidence, that we have to presume that. Oh my God! I'm looking at the old folders and I'm looking at like the old, like the picture of the body. But gross. I'm trying to find like the Ruth letter to see it. You know what I never noticed? Like Hector, like. Filipino. Mm-hmm. Which is super cool. Like, way to go, particular. Um, there is a Ruth note. Okay. This is from September. You must know I have the, this is for, for Ira. You must know I have the most respect for you with that in mind. I would like you to consider what seems to be an inordinate inordinate request do not cast by elevating your next production she is immoral and sets a poor example for those around her as a new mother i cannot expose my child to such vulgar, vulgar influence Ms. vain masquerades as an ingenue but no respectable woman would act in such a manipulative and conceited manner her presence will only do your production harm i pray you make the right decision as the proverb says withhold not good from them to whom it is due when it is in the power of thine hand to do it so no mention of lawrence no idea who that is Okay, so I don't know. I guess we should try that. Let's just... Ruth? Huh? Try Ruth? Yeah, yeah let's try it. Wait! Okay. You know? Are you gonna send the email or do you want me to send the email? You send the email. I'm covering pages. Okay, I'll send it now. Send it now. Watch out. This little coin purse, super cute. It really is. 
really gotta like separate these papers. Right, let's see. We did it! We did it! What did she say? I can't believe I didn't see it earlier. Ruth's travel schedule places her miles away from the city on the night of the murder. That's another person in the clear with five suspects remaining. Ooh, girl. I wonder why she decided to leave on such short notice. Or perhaps I'm just reading too far into things. Nah, girl. We're gonna figure out who Lawrence is. Ruth could have simply made an impromptu decision to get away for a little while. Spontaneity isn't a crime after all. Unless you spontaneously murdered a promising young actress, which, as you've established, Ruth did not. I have to say, I wish, I wish things were going as well on my end as they are for you. Raising the money we need has been challenging and things are pretty chaotic around the office, but I can't fantasize about escaping to a fancy house in the country for a long weekend, just like Ruth did. Don't worry though, I won't let this investigation fall by the wayside. There's still a massive web of relationships to untangle and timelines to sort out. I'm going to spend every spare moment searching for more evidence to send your way. When I'm not fielding passive aggressive emails from the board, that is, or fundraising, which mostly feels like begging my old contacts for cash, or, you know, actually trying to run my theater. Mm. Uh, I wish there were more hours in a day and more zeros in my checking account, but hey, that's show business for you, Julia. Yay, we did it. We freaking did it. I'm so proud of us. And and, and we did it in two in two different like zip codes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess that's that's it for this episode. Well, we we've made some progress. Um, yeah, this one was very thorough. Like there wasn't a lot to really try to uncover or anything. I mean, there was, but I feel like not as as other ones. Yeah, I mean, I think that this, like, the, the one thing, like, this particular box when compared to the other box, like, the, 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 um, the Summit one, is just how, like, the Summit one was really about, like, comparing maps and, like, locations and whatever, whereas this one is definitely a lot more puzzle-heavy. Mm-hmm. A lot more like words and stuff like that. <laughs> words and things and stuff. I mean, I'll be I'll be happy if in the next one I don't have to do like a really long cipher. Again. Yeah, no, we'll we'll definitely switch that off. Um, it's fine. Yeah, I'll it's fine. It was fun, honestly. Like, it, the annoying part is that they were like the ciphers were written backwards, so you had to like figure out the word. That's about it. Well, well, we're getting closer. We're this is box three, so I think we have what two or three more. Yeah. Um, so we're at the halfway point, and uh, and we freaking did it. We didn't even have to look for hints or anything. We're getting so much better at this. Yes, 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 yes. But yeah, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we hope that this was somewhat entertaining for you. Um, I hope that you are following along with the story. I hope that you decide to to start a, a box series yourself. Um, if you were to start Hunt a Killer, you wouldn't necessarily start on this box. I think you would start at the class of, of yeah. Um, 
um, which was really fun. That was what we did for season one. But um, but yeah, try it out. Do it with your friends. Do it with your family. Do it with your kids. I mean, it's a little. It's not that gruesome. It really isn't. Yeah, at all. At all. It's really not. But it it's a fun way to spend some time and to like feel like you're using your brain cells a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Than, like spending the hours on spending. Yeah. Money. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely nice to not like be on the computer or on your phone for an hour. Yeah. And just like use your brain. Yep. But we will see you guys next week. We love you. Um, Lisette, feel better. I can't wait to see you again. And uh, everybody take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. Mm -hmm. Don't go to water. Have some zinc or whatever. A little bit. Just a little bit. Eight milligrams is all we need a day. Okay? (laughs) We don't need 50 milligrams or anything like that. Just mm, good. mm, just drink your multivitamins. Yes. Just do that. Just take Because if not, your stomach's going to feel like it's just trying to make its way out. <laughs> and it's not a pleasant feeling. Well, on that note, spoken like a, like a true, like a true survivor. <laughs> we will see you guys next week and, and uh, with some more fun and stuff. Okay? Yeah. We'll be back. Bye. 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 to the baby lambs podcast artwork created by janabelle art you can follow her on instagram at janabelle art or you can follow her studio at studio nami tattoo music created by daniel acosta and produced by sunset studios miami you can follow them on their instagram at sunset studios miami and you can follow us on instagram via our handle at baby lambs podcast you can also find us on twitter at baby lambs pcast or Baby Lambs Podcast. You can find us now on iTunes and Google Play and even on CastBox, which is actually a really cool app. Also by finding us via our handle, Baby Lambs Podcast, or by visiting our website at babylambspodcast.com. Thanks again for listening.